Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking podcast YouTube video series. So today we're talking about change. Tomorrow is the last day of summer. Finally, here in Texas, it's uh, scorching hot. Uh, it's going to be 101 tomorrow, but uh, in the 80s on Monday. So change. The seasons are changing right now, uh, and we're so happy for that. I'm so happy for that. But what's inevitable in our lives is this change, whether it's seasonal changes, whether it's changes in our lives, whether it's changes in our circle of friends and family, whether it's changes in our jobs, whatever that may be, there's a time for change all through our lives. Our life, when we look back on them at the end, will be drastically different than it was when we started. But the only thing that remains the same is Jesus Christ. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about change, embracing change, inevitable change, and the seasonal changes that we're dealing with in our lives. So come join me. Let's talk about this. Let's go. All right, welcome to Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. Today is kind of a, a special episode. Um, we are changing seasons starting on Sunday. So tomorrow is the last day of summer here in the uh, kind of the northern hemisphere. And it's hot, and we're ready for it to cool down. And so I wanted to read today some Bible verses about change. Maybe they're changing seasons. Maybe it's the changing of the seasons of our lives. Uh, but there's a lot that the Bible talks about about changing seasons. So we're going to bounce back and forth a little bit between Old Testament and New Testament, like I like to do. Um, so we're going to read some Bible verses uh, on change and how to deal with change. And what does that mean to you in your life? And why does God change things? Uh, so before we do that, uh, let's make sure that uh, you guys check out livingchristian.org, which is my website. Uh, check it out for Bibleverse list. Uh, there's all sorts of resources on there to help you live a Christian life seven days a week. You can catch all the videos that I have, the podcast, the apparel store. Make sure you uh, use the code hoodie23 right now because we're still uh, doing a 20% discount on hoodies and sweatshirts. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I appreciate it. Make sure you hit that uh, notification bell and subscribe to my channel. If you're uh, listening to this on the podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify, I appreciate that too. And, you know, it does help if you drop a little rating and review. Uh, we're all five stars right now on both platforms. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, but I also do read all the reviews uh, on on uh, those podcasts, whether it's on the YouTube episodes, the podcast, or on the Instagram Live, uh, where I do these uh, every Monday and Friday. I read all the comments I can. I love to check everything out. I love to hear what you guys are saying. All right, let's, uh, let's uh, get started. Enough of my blabber, and let's get started on Ecclesiastes 3, uh, verse 1. And get my old man glasses on so I can see. All right, so this is talking about a time for everything. So as we kind of move into seasons, going from summer to autumn, there is a time for everything. We need to embrace change sometimes because God has everything planned out accordingly, okay? God has things set, and he knows that there's a time for different things. And we're going to talk through that a little bit. So we're going to read all the way from 1 to 8 in Ecclesiastes, so a time for for everything. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, 
a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak. And finally, in verse 8, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Okay, so what is God telling us in Ecclesiastes? To try to understand that there is purpose in the change. There is purpose in what whatever you're going through right now. So there was in the from a seasonal standpoint, there is a time for summer, all right, and a time for autumn. There's a reason why our seasons change. Okay. Now, going back to uh, you know, relating this to your life. There's a season for every activity under the sun. So regardless of what you're dealing with, that change in your life, maybe you're changing from some of these times that he's talking about, right? Maybe, uh, you know, instead of scattering stones, you're trying to gather stones. Uh, Maybe you're trying to embrace things. Maybe it's a time to turn away from things or an individual or a person or a situation or a job, uh, whatever that may be. But there is purpose in the change. I love how he talks about, he kind of goes through a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak. There's a time for everything. So no matter what you're going through right now in your life, if you're dealing with change, or maybe you need to deal with a change, or maybe you need to you know, change yourself, uh, there's a, there is a time for those changes, and God wants you to embrace that change. He wants you to embrace whatever season you are in in life. It doesn't mean that you need to stay there. Okay, Um, God will open new doors for you. God will change you. But sometimes he doesn't change your situation because he's trying to change you. Right. Now, I've posted that before on uh, my socials and that and that's kind of a common phrase that we hear nowadays. But there's really reason for that. Uh, Sometimes you're in the middle of a a situation or a season in life and God doesn't change it because he's trying to get you to change a little bit and embrace the season that you're in before he moves you to the next season. But have no doubts about it. The seasons will change. Your life will change. Your situation will change. Uh, He will move you from summer to autumn uh, all the time. If you look back in your life, whether it's the last year or the last 20 years, uh, things are dramatically different in your life. I guarantee you. Uh, it may not feel that way sometimes. Sometimes, uh, you know, these seasons in our life changes and is dr- drastic. Like, I, I, it's 102 degrees tomorrow or Sunday here in Texas, and on uh, Monday it's in the 80s. That's a drastic change, right? Uh, and I, I, I want to embrace that change, but not all changes I want to embrace. But trust God with whatever change you're dealing with in life, and uh, there's a time for those seasons, I promise you. All right, let's flip to... Um, Let's go to the New Testament. Uh, let's go to Ephesians, which is one of Paul's letters. We're going to go to verse 4. Uh, ch- or, sorry, chapter 4, verse 22. Let's find that, where I have that written down here. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um So I want back up to 21 to give a little context, all right? But 21 says, Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, Now, what do you do once you hear about Jesus? This is where the change occurs, and this is where the seasons are. Throw off your old sinful nature 
and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Now, this is a different type of change, okay, that we all need to embrace. This is not a seasonal change. This is a change in your life that we all need to embrace. So he talks about now that you've heard about Jesus and, and, and embraced Jesus, what do you need to do? You need to throw off your old sinful ways. Okay, so no matter where you, you were in life before Jesus, he wants you to throw that away, put it in the past, and move ahead and move forward. Okay? Now, if you want to equate that to the changing seasons that we're about to deal with, he wants you to forget about summer and focus on autumn. But in reality, it's a much grander change that God wants you to embrace. Get rid of your old sinful nature and and let, let the Holy Spirit renew you and give you new thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature. Created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So I implore everybody watching or listening to this right now to embrace that change. To accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Okay? Embrace that change. And put on your new self, which is supposed to be Godlike. Put the past away. And embrace that change you're dealing with today and focus on your future as a new creation of God. So that's a huge change. So that's different than the first kind of there's a time for change that we talked about in Ecclesiastes. This is the largest change you will ever experience in your life. At least I hope you do. The largest change you'll ever experience in your life is when you accept Jesus Christ and you put your old sinful ways behind you with lust and deception, and instead you let the Holy Spirit come inside of you and change you. God will accept you how you are when you come to Him, right? But He expects you to change, and He wants you to change. He will, he will change you, I promise you. And it's for the good. It's for the good. I can look back... Uh, you know, you know. Once you do that, it's life is not perfect. I still, I still falter. I still fail. I still sin. Um, but man, my 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 perspective and my attitude about those things are, are so different now. Once you have the Holy Spirit in you, forget about the guilt and the and the the sorrow and the regrets that you have. There's so much that you embrace and change when you have Jesus in your heart. Okay, that's a change we all need to embrace. Okay, all right, I'm going to let you guys flip back to the Old Testament. We're going to hit Isaiah 40. So if you're reading along, uh, you know, go back to the Old Testament, which is Isaiah, which is one of the prophecy books, almost halfway to the middle of the Bible. We're going to go to uh, Isaiah 40, verse 8. And uh, in verse 8 and verse 9, or I'm sorry, verse Isaiah 48 and the second verse in Hebrews we're going to read kind of go hand in hand, okay? So this is 
also embracing change and looking at how we need to change, but God stays the same. Okay, so even though we're dealing with a change of seasons physically right now, with summer into autumn, maybe you're dealing with a, a change in your life, changing jobs, changing schools, whatever that may be, God remains the same. So let's read Isaiah 4, 8, and then we'll go into Hebrews 13, 8. So Isaiah 48, 40, 8, <laughs> sorry, uh, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. So that's perfect for right now in the, in the summer season ending going into autumn. The grass is withering and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. So sometimes beautiful things die off. Sometimes the changes in our lives cause our flowers and our grass to wither. But the word of God, the word of our God, and many times in the Bible we reference, it's referenced that Jesus is the word of God. I know the Bible we call the word of God because the whole thing is about Jesus, okay? So this is prophecy. This is, you know, Isaiah, a long, long time before Jesus was born. And Isaiah talks a lot about Jesus, which is awesome. I want you to kind of understand that. So he's talking about the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever now let's flip over to Hebrews 13.8. So we're going about, um, you know, from page 940 in my Bible to 1640, so roughly 500 pages. Sorry, that's a, that's terrible math. Uh, 700 pages. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, Hebrews 13, verse 8, okay? We're going to read a little bit of 9, too, probably. So let's, uh, let's read that. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just like Isaiah talking about, right, that the grass withers and the Word of God stands forever. Now, in Hebrews, it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not the rules about food, which don't help those who follow them. So that's a little out of context there on the end. But talking about no matter what changes we're dealing with in life, okay? Whether you're in Isaiah or in Hebrews, it's talking about the same thing. God is the same forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you will deal with change. We read about it in Ecclesiastes. We read about it in Ephesians. We're going to go through changes in life, seasons in life, and that's okay, right? We cling to God. We embrace some of those changes, right? Whether it's the change that, you know, you accept Jesus Christ in your life and that huge change that happens in your life, or whether it's just the normal kind of changes in life, changes in seasons, the, you know, there's a time for everything in our life, right? Our lives are going to constantly change throughout however long we are blessed to be on this earth. Nothing stays the same here on earth. One thing that stays the same is God. Jesus Christ is the same no matter what. So in context or out of context, a lot of times people will take the Bible as a historical book only, which is fine. It is a lot of history in here. It's not fine, but so there's a lot of history in there. But it talks about, well, that's just that was 2,000 years ago, and times have changed since then. Look at all the things that have changed socially since the Old Testament, specifically, 
specifically times. You're talking about Jesus, some guy who lived thousands of years ago, who died on a cross, maybe, you know, whatever that may be. Um, That is, uh, you know, a lot of these people that are non-believers kind of fall back on that argument. Oh, it's old school. It's old, right? It's not, that's not relevant to today's world. Yes, these, our society and our world has changed dramatically in the 2,000 years since Jesus Christ walked this earth. But you know what hasn't changed? Is God. <laughs> the Word of God, the Bible hasn't changed, Jesus Christ hasn't changed, and that's the constant that we need to cling to. Jesus is referred to as the bedrock, right? The foundation that we need to build our lives on. And what is, what is the bedrock and the foundation? It never changes. Think about it even, our, and this is a weird analogy, but think about the house I live in. I've changed it a lot, right? We, we, we do landscaping, we paint, we do all sorts of changes to the house, redo the floors, whatever that may be. But the foundation of our house is the same. Jesus is the foundation for your life. So no matter how much your life changes, how much you change during your life here on earth, Whatever season you're dealing with now, whatever life change you're dealing with now, cling to Jesus because he is the firm foundation. He is the one that doesn't change. That's the word of God. All right, that's a good one today. So uh, embrace the change in your life. Uh, Walk through that change if God's leading you to it, okay? All right. Sip of coffee. Let's answer some questions, okay? So if you're live here on Instagram, make sure you uh, hit the question mark on the bottom of your screen. Uh, if you're not live, if you're watching this afterwards or listening to it on the podcast, uh, I will be pulling up a few of uh, the questions that I get from uh, the people that are here live, and uh, I love to answer a few. So make sure you uh, drop a few down there on the bottom so I have a couple to answer, and then we'll get, what time is it? We got about five more minutes, and then we'll we'll get about our weekend Hopefully you guys have a, a great weekend planned. Uh, make sure you uh, you know tackle church on Sunday. Be around other believers. I think I feel that's an important uh, thing uh, to do in your life to to kind of foster your relationship with Christ. To be around other believers on Sunday. So there's no substitute for a local church. Uh, I love being in contact with you guys. Uh, I, I love, uh, you know, posting social media and doing these podcasts and doing these Instagram lives. I love connecting with you in that way. Uh, but there's no substitute uh, for that interaction you get with other believers uh, in a local church. You don't have to go to local church to be saved, but uh, you should want to. I love it. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's see what we got here. Beautiful little queen, Becca. Okay, are all changes good? No, they're not all good. Uh, if you go back into, um, you know, into Ecclesiastes, he was talking about a time for love and a time for war. Uh, there's a time for every change, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to like every change, if that makes sense. Um, if it's a God-led change, then absolutely it is always going to be good. Now, it's something that you choose to change out of your free will, and you make the decision, and you're not following God's path for you. Uh, yeah, sometimes we make poor decisions, and that leads to um, kind of negative changes in our life. Now, if you give your life to Christ, He can kind of redirect you back on the path that He wants you to be, which is another change. But uh, no, not all changes even come from God. Uh, you know, we do have the free will to make bad decisions, uh, and uh, we do have the free will to change our lives, uh, and not always necessarily for the good. 
Uh, so, uh, you know, if you make a bad decision, if you make a, if you choose to go a route that changes your life and you find yourself being pulled away from God because of that change in, in life, then you've made the wrong decision and you put yourself in a position that God doesn't want you to be in. So give it to him and let him lead you where you need to be. Okay. All right. Let's see what other questions we have here. Um, do you believe I'll hit this one? I, I haven't really think I've talked about this one. Uh, do you believe in predetermination and predestination? Uh, depends on what that question means, if that makes sense. Um, some people mean that to be, do you think that God has predestined who gets into heaven and who does not? Uh, no, I don't, I don't necessarily uh, believe that. Uh, I do think God has control of our lives at times, but he gives us the free will, as I talked about, to make good and bad decisions. So I do think you have to accept Jesus Christ uh, as your Lord and Savior in order to be accepted in heaven. Does, does God know whether you're going to accept Jesus? Um, yeah, I think he does know. I think he works through people to try to uh, put people in your life to try to get you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But time works differently up in heaven, as we talked about, or as we've read in the Bible. Uh, it's a little bit different, okay? Uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, time looks different. So even though, you know, the analogy I've used in the past, um, I'll say this. Okay, so the analogy I've used in the past with that kind of stuff is a football game. And this is a weird analogy. I apologize. I've used it before, so I, I hate to repeat myself, but I but I am. Uh, it's a football game. Uh, God knows the final score uh, because he, he, he is outside of time, space, and matter. Now, saying that, uh, sometimes you choose to uh, take the football and run, a, run right uh, or to run left or to throw a pass, and you have an interception. So no matter what you do, God knows the final score, but he allows you to call the plays in your life, if that makes sense. Um, so that's a weird analogy, I know. Uh, but you do have the free will to run whatever play you want to, <laughs> right? Um, um, but at the end of the game, uh, you know, God knows the final score already because he's kind of outside of time, space, and matter. So in terms of the predetermination or predestination, uh, I'm not a, I, there's some other, there's some denominations. I think Catholicism believes in some of that stuff. Uh, I, I'm not that person. I do think God has given us free will to make our choices, uh, even though he is kind of all-knowing. It's an odd micro kind of thing, but that's uh, that's my example. And if that didn't make sense to you, I apologize. All right, one more question, and then um, um, then we'll go on down the road. Okay, so, all right, this one's on top, and I'm going to hit it. It's not going to be... Uh, not gonna be easy. How do I get my husband to accept Jesus? I fail miserably. You can't make your husband accept Jesus. You can't do it. You cannot save your husband. Only Jesus can. That is the truth. Okay? Only Jesus can save your husband, your friends, your family. It's a sad realization sometimes. I feel, I'll take what I do right now. We have thousands of people watching this live right now. Uh, I have millions of followers on all the different social media platforms. I do my best to encourage you guys to spread the good news. And I think that is my job and my purpose here to do that. 
Can I force you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? No, I cannot. What I can do, right, is provide uh, the best encouragement, the best proof, the best, uh, you know, connection I can and guidance I can so you can make that decision yourself. What's the old uh, phrase? You can't lead a horse to water. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can't, you can lead your husband to Jesus, but you can't make him accept him. Okay. Does that mean you should be giving up and not trying? Absolutely not. You should be leading by example, going to church, reading your Bible, listening to Christian music, doing all the things you need to do, praying, right? Be bold in your faith, especially with your spouse, quite frankly. And what I found, and my wife and I are both believers, so we didn't have this issue, but I do find the more open I am with my faith and vice versa, right? The closer we are together, right? And the closer we align together with our faith. When we're praying together at night, it's a powerful thing. When we pray separately, it's great, but we're all we're both working on our individual kind of relationship with Christ. And sometimes I know when I'm more open, she's more open, if that makes sense. If I'm reading my Bible, then she's like, you know, I need to go do that. So keep working on him, right? Keep working on him, but you can't force him to do it. He's got to make that decision himself. What you can do is provide the, all the reasons why he should. All right? If he looks at you and sees how different you are, and how happy you are, and how full of peace and joy you are because you've accepted Jesus, he's probably going to look at you and go, what am I missing? Why is she so happy and I'm dealing with all this garbage? And you could tell him. So you can't force him, but uh, you can cer certainly lead him to that water as best you can. I hope that helps, okay? Um, be bold in your faith. Be loving to him. Don't be judgmental on him. But show him why your life is different now that you've accepted Christ. And he will wonder why that's the case. Right? You are unequally yoked, as they say right now. Y'all are unequally yoked. <laughs> and the Bible says not to be unequally yoked. So you've got to figure out how to get him yoked with you as best you can. But most importantly, and I know I'm harping on this answer and we're a couple minutes over, I apologize, but most importantly, the biggest thing that you can do for your husband and anybody else that needs this answer is you can pray for him. Pray for him morning, noon, and night. Ask Jesus to change his heart. Ask Jesus to change his life. We just did a whole 30 minutes on change and how to you know, how change is inevitable, how what some changes we want to embrace. Some changes are difficult, but no matter what, people will change. Our life will change. So keep praying for him. Don't give up on him. Okay? It's too important of a decision that he's going to have to make that you can't give up on him. Keep praying for him. Okay? Keep talking to Jesus and asking him what he wants you to do to lead your husband, to him. And then let Jesus do the rest. He can change his perspective. I promise you. Okay? I promise you. Sorry, that was a long answer, but I'm passionate about that. I love my wife. We've been married for 20-some-odd years, and, uh, and uh, I've found that our marriage works the best when we have God in the middle of it, when we're both focused. Okay? 
All right. And no, the mic is not just for looks. I record this for the podcast. Podcast. That's why I have the big mic. It's used for the podcast. Okay. In case you're wondering. All right. Uh, let's have a quick prayer, and then we'll get about our weekend. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us these Bible verses about change. And thank you so much for changing our lives. I mean, right now, whether it's the changing seasons that I'm ready to embrace here in Texas, or whether it's the changing changes in our lives that we all deal with and we all face every day, we're thankful for those changes because one day what they're doing is leading us to you. It's a windy road, our life, Lord. We need help navigating through those turns, those twists. And we know that the only thing that doesn't change is you. You are the end goal, us trying to navigate this life through the twists and turns, through the changes in our life, and one day, hopefully, joining you on the other side. That is our goal, and that's what you want us to focus on. So, Lord, I, I, I ask that the changes are easy in our lives, but most importantly, we embrace the changes that you bring to our life. Because those are the changes that lead us to you. We love you so much, and we trust you with all these changes going on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great weekend. We'll get uh, another on Monday. I think I'm going to do Proverbs. I have one planned for uh, 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 an episode on Proverbs, which I love. Uh, So we'll do that on Monday. Until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. God bless you guys.